Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to A View from the Bullens in partnership with flatback4.co.uk. Clothing inspired by the beautiful game and fanscapes.co.uk. Made by fans for fans. Hello and welcome to another episode from A View from the Bullins with me, Mick Kemp, Lee McLean, Carl McKenna, Ben Wynn Stanley, and the newest member to the team, former Everton player Michael Ball. Guys, I'm delighted to say we're coming off the back of a 2 1 away win at Leeds. The Jekyll and Hyde season continues. Ballie, what were your thoughts on the game? Well, the whole cliche hit game of two halves, wasn't it? You know, Really pleased how we started. Um, the energy, the first half, we were putting all the hard yards in, putting passes together. Um, we, we were set up to try and go and win a football game, which was good to see over the last couple of performances. Uh, yes, we know what Leeds are all about, the way they play their, their game, they're, they're open, they're attacking. But we, it was, it was an old-fashioned teasing game, you know, up and down, and it was a good watch the first half and we got the goals and we're just hoping the second half that we can game manage it correctly and, and if we get opportunities, kill the game off. But unfortunately, we, we let that early goal in and it was sort of a nail-biting 40-odd minutes. Um, Lee's got the goal and for 10, 15 minutes, you just, you know, you're dreading and thinking the worst. Um, we got back into it, probably around about the hour mark. And we did have our opportunities to kill the game, but we just didn't have that quality or the right decision to, to put the third goal in. And credit to the defenders. I thought Mina and Godfrey were outstanding mm. um, all game. Um, it's great to see Godfrey in his, in his main position. So, yeah, you know, brilliant win for us. Another, another away win for us. And it was much needed after the last couple of performances. Mm, ben, before the game, and especially after the Newcastle game, 
uh, Carlo Ancelotti had questioned the character of the team, the desire and almost the attitude uh, with the poor performance against Newcastle. The players really responded tonight, didn't they? Oh, oh, absolutely. I think we can all agree that first half, probably that 25-minute period, is the best football we've seen in a long time. Yeah. Um, I felt like all the players wanted the ball. There was movements. Lucas Dean was overlapping freely. I think he knew that like the likes of Ben Godfrey was going to sit in for him today because, like like Ballers said, Godfrey, Mina, superb today. Uh, Andre Gomez, like I think I did a tweet, looked like Andre Perlo today in the first half. He wanted the ball. <laughs> he was spraying the ball. I just looked out my window and the Corey just ran past. He was <laughs> Honest to God, I, it, it's so good to see that the players putting a shift in. Nick, honest to God, it's it's. I was made, I made up. That first half was brilliant. The second half, we, we started a bit laggy. I think we all said, don't concede early on our WhatsApp group. And lo and behold, we conceded early. And I, I, I was on the back foot then straight away for the second half going, oh no, don't do an Everton. But no, it was brilliant to see. Huge, huge credit to Robin Olsen. That that period of play where he did three, four huge saves. And credit to him. I felt, as we said today, we felt assured of him in goal. I, I didn't feel like we were going to concede after the first. He, the shots he saved were unbelievable. He took a knock on the hand in, um, in the process. So, no, Mick, the players responded extremely well. The, the players that were in today, I think, took their chance. You like to Gomez, Gomez, or Gomez, as Lee says, and uh, Olsen <laughs> in goal. But no, overall, made sublime. We, we, it was good character as well to show at the end there to actually see out the win. Players putting on a shift. Good to see Josh King coming on and Big Dunk having a joke of him on the sideline. And yeah, I'm relieved. Three points in the bag and let's kick on to Old Trafford. Take massive pressure off that game now. Let's go and let's really go at Man United and try and get number three points and push on now this year. Mm, Lee, before the game and off air, we had spoken about in the build-up to this game about the way Leeds set up and the way they play. It's very difficult to, to almost counter against. And an Everton team that has looked a little bit sluggish uh, they haven't got much pace in the team at times. They really match leads, didn't they? And they almost played them at their own game, especially in the first half. Yeah, we did. And there were points in the game there where no matter what you do, no matter how you set up, just the nature of how leads play, it's it's almost impossible to defend against because they just get men here, there and everywhere. You don't know who who's in what position, who's meant to be marking who. But I thought after that first 10 minutes of the second half where we were all sort of thinking the worst and dreading what was going to happen, I thought we... We maintained the full total. We got a foot all back in the game quite quickly. And for that last 30 minutes, as, as, as Borley said off air, um, I thought we imposed ourselves well. And we it was another really, really great away performance. And I think, again, if it wasn't for a couple of poor finishes and poor decisions, we, we probably could have nicked a third or a fourth. Um, but what's going on? I mean... I, I think I need me, me brain rewiring because some of the all of these games that were that on paper looked difficult were were going away and we're winning and we're showing this amazing character and strength of, of performance. But then the other games where you're expecting a comfortable three points, we don't qu- quite do it. So I, I just think we need to start thinking a little bit differently. I don't know what's going on, but I'll tell you what: if, if newborn twins isn't enough to to age your ten years, then watching Everton <laughs> sometimes. Um, <laughs> But yeah, a massive three points, Vic. Don't get me wrong, uh, and the ta- and we can start looking at the table again. I mean, they, they immediately show the table after the game, and and you're not looking at it with half an eye closed. Um, and and you're right, the other two before me have touched upon it. It takes pressure off the game at Man United. We can go there now with knowing that we're still in the hunt, almost regardless of the result. 
And, and at the end of the day, if Sheffield United can go there and get a result, they've had a freak result the other night against Southampton, who went down to 10 men early and just give up. But it's another game, similar to tonight, where the way we set up, and especially I think if we don't tinker too much with the starting eleven from today, we're more than capable of going to Old Trafford and getting a result at the weekend. But all, all smiles tonight, Mick, made up with that. Mm. Carl, before the game, there was a few questions, uh, oh, should I say eyebrows raised, uh, with Tom Davis not starting, Andre Gomez and Sigurdsson going into that central role. There was a little bit of concern, obviously, with the way Leeds play and they're very energetic. Could Gomez and Sigurdsson, um, you know, keep up with the play? But they were brilliant tonight, weren't they? And probably two of their best games of the season. Yeah, they stepped up to the play tonight, Mick. I mean, that, that was the worrying side for me, mainly. I, I see in that midfield and thought, oh, where we go? Uh, only because of how, how fit Leeds are. I mean, I, I don't know what they're taking that team, but oh my God. They've just ran for 90 minutes non-stop, haven't they? Every <laughs> yeah. single player is just like a mm. rash. That Basically, that a wasp around the can of coke, aren't they? <laughs> in that phrase. <laughs> um, so, I thought Sigurdsson and uh, Gomes, as Lee would say, done here really, really well. And, you know, I was pleasantly surprised, surprised at how well Gomes is playing recently. I think he's got, looks like he's got a bit of confidence back after that terrible injury. Yeah. And um, he looks like he's gained a bit more fitness and mobility around the pitch. So, you know what, Mick? All in all, I'm, I'm so happy with, with, with the way they played as well. And, you know, it shows that Ancelotti has got, you know, belief in them. And that, that's the reason why we probably didn't push too hard to get them replaced. Because he must be seeing something that we aren't, you know what I mean? And today, that showed it. You know, they got asked to do a job. And, and you know, they, they matched their midfielders. Toe to toe for for ninety minutes there. I know Sigerson come off. Obviously ran ran a good course before he came off. But you know that was a big big game, mate. And every single player, even ones that hadn't been playing too well, were asked to do a job. And and I thought they were absolutely outstanding. And just touching on what the lads have just said, then I feel as though when that Robert Olsen's in goal, I mean it might just be lucky that we played that that way. But the defence looks so much stronger. Um, they look more composed, and I don't know what it is. If it's whether he's talking to them or whether they just feel as though, you know, get past us and shoot, he's going to save it. You know that sort of mentality. But you know, I thought he, I thought he came in and did a fantastic job today, and the whole team from the back to the front worked tirelessly. And you know, we, we went toe to toe with them, and great performance by the lads. Mm, Bully, just touching on Robin Olsen. Um, you know, you've played at the top level. Having Robert Olsen come in for Jordan Pickford, does it make a huge difference to the back four as a unit or does it just come natural? It should come natural, but you'd always like to have the same back four, back five, including your keeper, because you've got that sort of match rhythm, match understanding. Um, so when a new, man, a new goalkeeper comes in, you've obviously got that awareness of does he know your own game? Uh, and that just comes down to communication. And I feel today, I think... Like Mina and, and Godfrey, I think he sort of stepped up to the plate and, and thought, well, I'm going to be the main man in defence today. I'm going to take charge. I'm going to be the leader. And you know, every time I was going into that box, Mina was 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 the man winning the headers, where we probably see Michael Keane winning it. And Mina stepped up uh, to the plate and helped his teammates out. So, yeah, it can make a difference. Um, but it freshes things up as well, because you don't 100% know how that goalkeeper plays, how he likes to play, how he likes to kick out. So you've got to be a little bit sharper. And I think that's probably helped us today. Um, with mm. Jordan, obviously, you know what you're going to get. Sometimes sometimes you don't know what you're going to get. Um, so when a new fresh face comes in, you've, you've got to raise your own game and be self-aware of 
um, the importance of what he is he good at and what he's not good at, and you do your job yourself and you know, protect him as much as you can. And today he showed you know the, the, that double, triple save that he made that he's he was a top class keeper um, and he kept us in the game in an important time of the match. Yeah, yeah. Just just keeping on uh, Robin Olsen, Ben. He did play very well today. Do you expect him now to continue in goal for the weekend? Oh, absolutely, Mick. You can't drop him after a performance like that. Um, he was assured. He was, he was commanding. I, I think when the crosses and, and the balls coming into the box, it was all almost like our back four knew. It was like, oh, Robin's just going to collect this, like just going to get the papers on a Sunday. There was no panic. There was no <laughs> mad punches. There was, That's correct. It yeah. was just... It was just like Don hold the ball and looked to, to spray it. Oh, he, he, like I said, he made a few dodgy kicks, but that's not his game. That he's not a distribution keeper. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a he's a he's a big six foot five six uh, Swedish international. He's a big guy. Yeah. He, mm-hmm. he, he fills mm-hmm. the goal out for me, and he he just brings a bit more of a presence. And I felt like the back forward were very calm today. They were assured. They knew who was going to do what when. Pickford is a sublime shot stopping reactions, um, but he leaves the back four questioning what's he going to do? Am we going to take one to the back of the air? Do I go for the header? But now is that vocal? Is it just that niggling feeling in the back of the mind? You don't know. Um, but for me, Mick, yeah, he's got to start on uh, against United this weekend. He's he's, he's done enough for me. Um, got the three points, massive, massive saves, obviously, and. If Pickford's in goal for them chances, we could be talking a lot differently here. So, matter we've dropped either two or three points for me. So, well done, Robin Olsen, if you are tuning in, uh, singing your praises here, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, Mason Holgate and Ben Godfrey didn't play in the last game. Um, and people have touched on for a little while with, with Everton that they're a bit of a soft touch at times. In my opinion, when Holgate and Godfrey do play, we, we have a bit of edge. I mean, we have that bit of nastiness yeah. in the team. And they've shown it tonight, didn't they, at times? And it's almost, you know, you want to mess with us, we'll, we'll happily mix it with you. Do you now feel the likes of Holgate and Godfrey that they're going to have to play in most games going forward? Absolutely, Mick. I, I was disappointed when they came out in the first place and, and you've hit the nail on the head for, for me. I, I, I just get that feeling when they're on the team sheets. You know, we're, we're not going to be overrun. We're not going to be bullied in the manner that Newcastle bullied us at the weekend. Um, you know, the, the proper lads, aren't they? And, and you know, the... They take every challenge personally. They, they like to win the battles and they set the tone for the rest of the team. They're athletes, they're mobile. Um, and, and I think it, it's no coincidence that more often than not, when they're starting games, we're coming away with a positive result. Um, and I, I just, I'd, I'd like to see less tinkering with the sides of the players who are coming in and they're consistently doing, doing well. You know, keep, keep them in the side, and that very much includes Olsen, by the way. Like Ben just said, I'm, I'm absolutely in agreement with that. I think we look a lot more uh, of an assured uh, back five or back six, you know, whichever way we're setting up with him uh, behind the defence. Um, but the, the two you've mentioned there have been absolutely unbelievable, awesome. Um, one, one point we forgot to touch upon, Mick, was how was that not a penalty? Yeah. How, how, how did that mm. decision not go to, mm. to? I just wanted to throw that one in there and just see what you all think. I don't know. I don't understand what. what I don't know what yeah, the, the, rule is. the, the way the commentators the... were talk, it was like Everton haven't asked for it. But it's but it's no, it's not the reason we, why. I think we need it. Well, who do you ask? <laughs> That's what I want to know. I know. Yet yeah. have you got to put your hands up like in class at school and go miss? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ancelotti was asking, wasn't he? But he was getting no feedback. You could see him saying, "What's mm. happened there?" 
Carl, my understanding mm. was, mate, that if, if something happens on the pitch, VAR can step in and notify the referee. Correct. It, it's a penalty. It's a penalty all day long. It His arm's in an unnatural danger. position. He's written His arm's in an unnatural position. It's a penalty. Um, so, yeah, I just thought anyway, but that's sort of, it's gone now. It's been, been and gone. But, yeah, to, to your point, Mick, um, the, the two of our standout players, two young, hungry athletes who, who are old school in the mannerisms and, and, and they're up for the fight. And I just like the way they set the tone for the rest of the, of the team. Um, and it's no surprise that they've come in for me and we've got another positive result tonight. So, yeah, keep pray to God, keep them in. Mm. Carl, it's a lovely problem to have, isn't it, now for Carlo Ancelotti going forward with Holgate, Godfrey, Mina, Keane. In reality, they're all number one centre-halves, number two centre-halves in a lot of other teams. So it's a real nice problem to have going forward, isn't it? Yeah, massive, massive, Mick. I mean, you know, by ball, it's just on there, having your back four, back five, solid. And consistently playing every week, that that's probably where we need to go. And I, like Lee said, I'd like to see that more consistency. Now, like I know sometimes you might have to shoot on the yeah, left wing, but you know if that's that's how it's got to be, that's how it's got to be. That you know we are coming away with results, and you know I thought Dinier was absolutely outstanding left back again today. But I Agreed. think I think Goffrey was next to him, wasn't he? So there's there's no coincidence mm. that whoever plays next to Goffrey seems to be playing outstanding. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he's obviously bringing a lot to the team as as a confidence. Uh, obviously, if someone gets past him, yeah, he probably thinks Scoffrey's got him all day. You know, he's absolutely rapid, isn't he? Let's have it right. He's covering ground behind players that you're thinking he's never going to get there. So, yeah, I mean, to have four centre halves playing in the team never looks good on paper, does it? Left back, mm. right back, two centre halves. But every time we played it, it's worked. And you know what? Tonight, I thought Goffrey was in the team, Mina was in the team, Holgate was in the team, and we had a great centre half on the on the bench. And you know what? When he came on and then you went left left wing, I, I thought we're not conceding here, not a chance. And we've seen the game out, and that's the quality of having a number one and number two centre half all over the all over the pitch and on the bench, I suppose. So yeah, massive for him, Mick. And moving forward, I think he's got a He's got something there to work with as a structure. And, you know, if Olsen stays in goal, then so be it. There we go and we move on from there. Mm-hmm. Bully, just just staying with the defence uh, quickly. The, the mentality's been questioned at Everton Football Club, especially when we've come off a bad result, obviously, like we did on Saturday against Newcastle. Uh, on our podcast, all of us here were, you know, really questioning the attitude and the application of the players. But when we, we go away to places like Leeds, like today, and it's the 80th minute and we bring on a Michael Keane, you think, oh, we're inviting pressure. It doesn't seem to be that way under Carlo Ancelotti, does it? It almost just seems, we almost just see the game out really comfortably. It, it, it's, it's, it's completely changing well, now, yeah, isn't it? Well, what mm. Carlo is Italian way. You know, what he's trying to do is, is game manage, which we've been very poor of over the last few years of game managing games, seeing games Correct. out and... Yeah, it's the Italian way, but it's it's the common sense way. You're bringing on a top centre-half who's probably been one of our best performers. He's had a rest today, come in, and as the guy said, it's, it just breeds confidence in around you that it's going to make it difficult for the opposition to you know, to, to get back into the game. Um, going on about Godfrey again, you know, Godfrey, you know, he's many times he covered and let the ball go up for a goal kick, and that was him reading the game, um, but he's got the physical presence to go, you know, to battle with the, with the opposition to make it difficult for him. So, you know, the defence have been spot on, but it's also about game managing times. And yes, it sort of doesn't invite pressure. Um, but the, as, we, as it showed, it worked for us because we broke away and we had our opportunities to kill the game. 
Um, you know, mm. we caught them off guard, and unfortunately, we couldn't get that third goal. But you know, if we got the penalty, or you know, we put our chances away, it would have been a masterclass performance. Correct. Ben, I must touch on Decore. Uh, I know you said you know he's running past your house earlier. <laughs> not a player. What? What a monster he is! Not, he's not and, you. You know, no. What a star, oh, mate. He is, he is a centre midfielder that we've been lacking for a, a long, long time. He, he is just an engine. He was up and down. He was reading reading passes, reading the game. I, I just thought he was brilliant, Mick, and he, he brings that balance to the midfield. He is your box-to-box midfielder, and you could see a few times, and he wins the ball, he runs the length of the pitch, and he puts Carver-Lewin in, and he's frustrated that he hasn't scored. Yeah. yeah. And you, you, can, you yeah. can see how he's like, oh, come on, look what I've just done for you I there. Know, yeah. At least put the ball in the back of the net for us. <laughs> but, he's a monster in today. Uh, when he plays like that, he's got to be touching that French national side. He, honest to God, he was a monster up and down the pitch. And I think another subject we haven't really touched on, Mick, is that we haven't really spoken at all about James Rodriguez whatsoever. He obviously on the bench tonight, which I think was the correct tactical decision by Carlo yes. Ancelotti. Um, I think obviously he's, he's immense going forward, but you look at obviously Leeds and they're just 100 mile an hour and he, that's not his game it's defensively not amazing so but we can we've got a squad now a squad is slowly coming together where we can do different tactics against different sides and that's what's so refreshing to see and Decore for me is slot straight into that centre mid he's number one when he's fit he's first name on that team she for me um, he's up and down gives you 100% wins the ball uh, and he, he scores goal scorer and looking to get the assist so Mate, honest to God, he, he was brilliant today. Um, and I've seen a few funny tweets of people legging it round everywhere. <laughs> so <he's>, uh, <laughs> but no, I, I'm absolutely over the moon with the core. And I said, I said in the in the summer, just gone. He was the one that I wanted to happen. I said for, he's going to be the most important signer for Everton, and mm-hmm. for me, he, he has been, and he's going to continue mm-hmm. to be brilliant for Everton Football Club in the future. So no, Mickey, superb signing, great player. Mm-hmm. Leah, I just want to touch on Gilfie Sigurdsson. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he often has his, 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 you know, people always moan at him, shall we say, and he often comes under criticism. His, his work rate, his attitude, his, his finger pointing, the whole lot comes under criticism. But today, you know, he scored one and he set up one. And, and that's why sometimes he does start, isn't it? Yeah, Mick, he's, he's got quality. Um, but he, I don't think he helps himself sometimes. Obviously, the, the weekend, you know, he was undoubtedly really, really poor, and he was quite rightly criticised for his performance. Um, but at, at the same time, you've, you've you've got to judge him game on game. You can't judge him on last week's performance. You've got to judge him on what we've just seen. And he did really well. Um, obviously, he's he's produced. He's he's finished the first that first goal. Lovely, what a move that was, by the way. Again, Dean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, an absolutely superb assist. Um, and then, of course, the second one, he's been heavily involved in that as well. Um, so, th- those get, he's capable of that. And I think that, again, that's the frustration because you know he's got quality. You know, we, there was a reason we paid 45 million quid, although, albeit, you know, we've, we, we have overpaid for him. But he's got quality. He's proven that in the Premier League for almost a decade. Um, mm. It's just, can he do it week in, week out, is the question with Gilfie Sigurdsson. And I don't know why he doesn't because I don't even think he's got a bad attitude. No. No, I don't think he has. I really, no, I really I don't. don't. I don't think he's one of these who thinks, oh, I can't be bothered and I'm just going to down tools today. Just for, for whatever reason, on certain uh, games, it just doesn't happen. And he and, and he seems lethargic and flat-footed and one-paced. And 
he seems to be beaten to the ball. He, he doesn't. He doesn't seem to be quick to react. But today he was the opposite, and he did really, really well. Um, but the the thing is, like Ben's just said, there we we've got a squad now, and we've got options, and and he, he shouldn't need to be playing every single game, and he won't play every single game because we've got we can we can pull him out, and we can put James Rodriguez in there. You know what I mean? It, what an option to to have and to be able to call upon. Uh, but no credit where credit's due. He he did really re- really well, and he wasn't on his own. It was a just a, a really, really good overall team performance again away from home. Mm. Carl, it was also nice, wasn't it, to see Calvert Lewin break his little mini drought and get on the score sheet. Oh yeah. Quality. I thought he worked hard again tonight in Calvert Lewin. I mean he does he does a lot of work off the ball as well. I'm always watching him tonight and you know, even when he looks like he's out on his feet, he's still he's still make, putting his head down, running back into the position that he does in training, I'm guessing. You know, get yourself in that middle of that. That uh, the two centre halves when we haven't got possession and get on that that number um, four midfielder of them. You know, I think it was Calvin Phillips or someone like that. Whoever's picking the ball up yeah, there, yeah. And you can see he's 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 working hard, and you know, a couple of times it, the ball was going into corners and he's knocking it down and he's winning throw-ins and then rightly so got his goal, mate. And you know, typical poachers goal. That's that's one thing that has grown in his game, hasn't it? You know, back post just just sits out and. Well, flick on and you know free header, free free goal basically with with uh, using his head to be in that position to know that the ball gets flicked on it lands there and he's growing he's growing mate he's maturing in his play you can see one thing he, he probably does need to work on a tiny little bit is his final ball and all that you know I think sometimes he can be a little bit like oh yeah they're over it the more he doesn't look really composed when he when he's getting giving the ball to someone he could have passed it to the charge and I thought and he shot but you know he's chasing a goal himself isn't he and he scored today he probably wanted another one as well so I mean personally like I think he's he's been a breath of fresh air and when he was out injured we didn't half miss him and, and that's a fact you know we, we had St. Tosin coming in which is obviously Everybody knows what we thought about him. Unfortunately, in his career at Everton was well and truly over before he started coming in the fold after the injury. But Calvert Loom, without him and the team, I just don't think we would probably be half the team we are today, including all the other players that we've introduced as well. I just think he does all the work off the ball, on the ball, and, and he's a proper, proper team player. He's got no iron team in his name. He is on ball and on board with, with Ancelotti's ethos. And the way he wants his striker to work on and off the ball, quality. Mm. It's mad, isn't it, Bowley? I mean, against Newcastle, people were criticising the quality on the bench, um, you know, the lack of depth. But then today, it, it, the bench looks pretty good. James, King, Bernard, Delph, and, uh, you know, and Kuku. And you all of a sudden think, we've got some options here. Actually, the squad isn't as bad yeah, as Yeah, that was the think. most pleasing part. I think the Newcastle game, as we know, the game plan didn't really work. We went to try and win a football game, but we just weren't good enough. Um, and Carlo out of the players that saying that we have got the quality, but we're not showing it enough. We're not with our mentality. Our mentality was lacking. Uh, today, the mentality was there. But if the players didn't deliver, we had top quality players to bring on to make a difference. Or And also we had options of mm. Uh, shut and shot and game management, which we did which we did tonight. So that's that's pleasing. And obviously, you know, it's a strange season with you know with a lot of people picking up niggles and injuries and stuff. So that's going to be always looked at as your strength in squad. And you know, today it was pleasing to see the strength that we had. And now it's going forward. It's just about consistency. You know, it's our guilty 
the way we've been going about games where we just think we're Everton football club and we can turn up. We've let ourselves down. Uh, today, we've showed a bit of grit. Mm. We rolled our sleeves up, went to a difficult place and outfought them and, and battled hard for, for the three points. It's easier to get up as a player against the, the bigger clubs, you know, against Man United. You, you're sort of a, you know, a win to nothing. You just go out, give it your all and hopefully you can win. Um so now we've got United next. We've got a bit of confidence that, look, we can mix it up. We've got top quality players who, you know, if we got the third goal, you think Hammers probably would have come on and he would have he would have found it an ease. He would have found so much space in that lead side that he would have caused all kinds of problems. But we need, but it was really important for us to get that third goal, which we never got. Uh, so we understand why he never come on. He's had a time to rest. Um, opportunity, whether he, he starts or, uh, against Manchester United, only time will tell. But, you know, we've got them options against the type of lead, uh, the teams like Leeds, but also when we go to the big boys, who they're going to be dictating play. So when we do receive the ball, we need to make the right decisions, uh, the right passes, uh, and that's what Hamez brings to the table. Um, you know, we know what he's like. He's so yeah. easy on the eye. Mm. Yes, mm. we know. You know, he's not going to track back. He is a trier. He does work hard, but you know, he hasn't got the legs to to run back like like Awobi was doing today. So. Yeah, the options we've got um, from tonight is good going forward. Going ahead to, to the Man United game on the weekend, Ben. Are you expecting a similar sort of approach from Everton, you know, to, to try and match them? Or are you expecting us to be a little bit more reserved like we have it in previous away games and almost try and frustrate them? Um, I'd probably be disappointed to see a change in the starting eleven today. Um, I don't think anyone deserves to be dropped. Um, now, do we look to probably bring Hammers in for maybe a Wobie on the right to make him give them a space, but then it leaves that side massively um, short so, because obviously Hammers doesn't get back as much off a part of his game and look at United's strengths, Marcus Rashford's playing brilliantly, they've got goals, you've seen last night, they can score goals um, and maybe Sigurdsson, for me, like Lee said before, he was great today, um, I thought he did well to stop Calvin Phillips dictating the play and He's going to have a similar role potentially this weekend with Bruno Fernandes, who has been a really good signing for them. Um, he's kind of dragged United by the scruff of the neck single-handedly over the past 12 months since he's been there. So I feel like the play, if anyone got dropped, Mick, I think the players would, have a bit, would be knocking on the uh, the gaffer's door asking why. Because for me, I, I don't think you can drop anyone. They all put a shift in tonight and they all did what they were, were told to do. Even Iwobi had a quiet game going forward, but he was solid defensively, kept on getting the ball to feet, creating chances and a few knocks here and there. And we would have been in for our, obviously that ball he said, that third and vital goal. So looking ahead to United, we've got options now. Um, we've touched on it during this show. Um, we, we can change, we can rotate, we can. Do we bring Michael Keane back in? Do we put Godfrey back to left back? For me, Godfrey's got. We've got to find a position for him in that team somewhere. He's got to play for me. He brings that physicality mm-hmm. and energy, and he loves a tackle. And he's what Everton is all about for me. And I can see him being a future mm-hmm. captain of Everton Football Club one day. Cause agreed, he, agreed. Because he, he, he mm-hmm. you've yeah. seen him at the end of the game. I think Mina wore a header, and he was celebrating as if we'd scored. And I love, I love yeah. to see it. Love stuff like that. It gets me like right up. So <laughs> go on, lad, get stuck in. <laughs> but 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 no, against United, I'd be sticking to the, the same eleven. Um, and obviously look see how the game plays from there because they, they'll get frustrated. United, they'll probably come out all guns blazing like they normally do at Old Trafford and try and put put us to bed early. But like Chef United have been there, got three points. I think Palace went there earlier on the year, got three points. They're not unbeatable. They're not the United of your ten years ago. 
we can go there, and if we have the right game plan, which I'm sure Carlo will, we can go there, we can get three points, and if we do, be absolutely massive, and we can roll on to spares then and progress in the FA Cup. And So, yeah, I'd be sticking to the same 11 for me, Mick. No one deserves to be dropped. What are your thoughts on the weekend, Lee? Mate, uh, simple, mate. I think you stop Bruno Fernandes and you stop Man United for me. He, mm. um, in my opinion, he's by far and away the, the best player in the Premier League now. Um, you know, I, I don't think that's an exaggeration. I think he's he's come in and single-handedly, like Ben just said, he's transformed that club. They look completely different, and he's he's de- he's horrible. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Well, there's got to be payback, hasn't it? You know, the performances he put in at Goodison, the lads yeah, will yeah. remember that. Yeah. You know, and hopefully that gets them up for the game a bit more. Exactly. You'd like. Yeah, mm. you'd like to think so, Bolly. I mean, we all remember. You know, he was snide. He was lucky to stay on the pitch, but when he did stay on the pitch, he he dictated and he and he yeah. he was the the star man we didn't have an answer to him yeah. um and i just think we've we've got to have a plan to contain him in some way and and i don't know why you do that Paul, you're you're a lot more qualified than i am to speak about that i don't know how you contain a player of his quality um but whether we go to we we, we go we double up on him uh we we assign someone specifically just to try and mark him out the game to kick him i don't know it's similar to how newcastle uh did to the Charlton and Hammers at the weekend, um, but it's yeah, I'd agree. It, it's it would be harsh to change that eleven from today because the performance was so good. But we have got options, and I don't know whether Ancelotti will look at it. Okay, we've got three days rest. Do we do we freshen it up a little bit and put one or two in with the confidence that you're not weakening the side in any in any way? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. That's what he's paid the big bucks to. Uh, make these decisions, but yeah, at least we're going into it with a little bit bit of confidence in a spring in our step. And um, it'd be nice to put two results together because the table all of a sudden then will be looking a lot a lot more healthy. Uh, and and again, going into that massive game that we've spoken about, which is which is the priority for me and Ben. I know we've spoken about that in the FA Cup. I just I'd love to go into that game with a bit of with a with a well a, well, a lot of confidence. Um, mm. So a lot's going to ride on this game at the weekend, but more, a game we're more than capable of getting a result of sorts from me. Mm. Carl, you feel like there's a little bit of pressure taken off this game now on the weekend, don't you? If we hadn't have got a result against Leeds, there'd have been a lot of onus to go to United and at least not get beat. Obviously, that would have been then three games without a win, and with the league so tight this year. It really hurts you, don't it, if you go a couple of games without a win. So there's a little bit of pressure off going into it, isn't there? Yeah, I think so, Mick. I mean, look, you know, we haven't had we haven't had the greatest times at, at Old Trafford anyway, have we? We haven't had the greatest times against United before stops, to be fair. I was at that cup game when they absolutely bopped us off the park. That was one of them lucky ones to win in the ballot. I was absolutely <laughs> freezing, by the way. <laughs> My God, wasn't a game match experience, I can tell you that now. But... Um, we got absolutely pummeled that game, mate. And I was watching Fernandez, and ugh, the gaps he was finding, it was almost impossible to mark him. I mean, Borley probably know a lot more than me, but I thought to myself, he's dragging players into areas that they don't want to go to, and he's opening up gaps, and, and that's what he does. That, that's the cleverness of, of his game. He puts players in positions they don't want to be in, but makes sure the players look better, so that when he gets it, he, he feeds it to them, and it's, it just makes the game look simple. He's absolutely quality. So I think going into the game... You know, we've got to be riding on a bit of a high from from tonight, and you know, I think the energy levels will probably get sapped out. And I'll be honest with you, I don't think he'll play the same eleven. Even though you know Ben Ben and Lee were saying there that they don't deserve to be dropped, I don't think it'll be a case of that. I think it'll be a case of you know United have just won nine 0 was it? 
they, yeah. they probably had a bit of a field day, didn't they? Let's have it right. You know, nine nearly wins that in the Premier League these days. Uh, so they're going to be pretty fresh. I imagine Ancelotti might make a few changes just because he thinks that the lads have put an absolute shift in tonight. But you know, as, as everyone's pointed on, we've we've got a lot of got a lot of quality in that team, and you know we can go in on the front foot again like we did tonight. Like I, I always say in most of our podcasts, that I like I like to see Everton do that. I think we can dictate games. I think we've got enough ballers in that team now to pass the ball, move the ball, and retain the ball. I don't see I don't see us no more where we don't feel confident playing but passes. We we should have the confidence to play them passes that aren't really on but are on. And and let, let other teams try and nick it, but it's fine. Because then they're out of position and then that's how you move through the gears. And we did it again today, tonight. I think, you know, I, I'm a firm believer and go to that game on Saturday, high in confidence. And, and come out like like you know, come out like we we we, we just beat Leeds in a tough game and, and we don't want to lie down again because at the end of the day wins breed confidence and you shouldn't be any more confident than we've just done tonight mm. Bowley I will just touch on it how do you I've just been told like Liverpool got beat 1-0 so I've, just, I've just been singing and you never you never felt more like singing the oh there we go <laughs> oh get so, that uh, on now go on get in there yeah, um, get in no but with well, obviously, he's a top quality player, and look, he destroyed us that Goodison. So that's the warning signs are there. Um, and yeah, I, while I, the guys touch on it, you probably wouldn't want to change to start in eleven. I think it's going to be change. It's going to be tactical change, and the, the players will accept that. Um, they all played well today. They all performed um, what how the, the manager wants them to go out and do. But you play Man United. They've they've got one over on the so far this season. We want to we want to you know pay that back, and I think it's going to be a tactical change. You probably have to do a man to man job, really, which away from home might suit us. It's different at Goodison Park to do a man to man job. If you, you if you try and stop him, you know it does stop Manchester United. They've got to look elsewhere. But don't forget they have got world class players all over the pitch. If you, if you bring Hammers in. Um, Luke Shaw's been on form in the last few weeks, bombing forward, creating a lot of assists. So there's big decisions for Carlo to make. Mm. Uh, and that's why we brought him to the football club. And you've got to trust in his starting eleven and his tactics, how to go about it. It's not just about stopping Man United. It's also about how are we going to come away with points and hopefully the three points. So that's just all down to Carlo. We've got to trust that. Mm. Mm. Okay, <laughs> boys, before we go off singing, I'm singing the blues. Predictions, lads, for the weekend. 1-1. One, one. One, one. Lee? Yeah, 1-1. One, one. Ben, love it. One eleven. <laughs> oh, and Carlos, nil nil, nil nil. I will go one one as well. Okay, boys, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. As always, we'll be back on the weekend with all the fallout from our trip to Manchester United. In the meantime, stay safe, Cheers, take guys. care, and we'll see you soon. You've been listening to a view from the Bullens. Brought to you in partnership with flatback4.co.uk, clothing inspired by the beautiful game, and fanscapes.co.uk, made by fans for fans. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.